For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Mark Dodici. You're listening to Daybreak. Today, we take an in-depth look at a controversy over Australian submarines that's been dominating international relations headlines for the past week. It's Thursday, September 23rd. Last Wednesday, the Biden administration announced that it had reached a deal alongside the United Kingdom to help Australia acquire nuclear-powered submarines. The announcement and the pushback the United States has seen because of it have been covered heavily in the news, and we've mentioned it before on the podcast. But it's a complicated situation with a lot of moving parts, so we wanted to take a day today to recap it. While the deal was just announced last week, senior officials in the United States and Australia have been discussing it in secret for over a year. For both Australia and the US, the intent behind the deal is related to China. All across Asia, countries are increasing their defense budgets in response to China's buildup into a military power. For Australia, acquiring nuclear submarines gives them a way to keep up in the budding arms race. Here in the United States, the push for the deal ramped up when President Joe Biden took office in January. Biden had made countering Chinese aggression a centerpiece of his international plans during the campaign, and the nuclear submarine deal provided an opportunity to create a new trilateral partnership to coordinate security efforts in the Pacific. While the submarines themselves have gotten the headlines for the past week, the deal is actually just a part of a larger partnership called AUKUS, that's A-U-K-U-S, where the three countries will meet to discuss a wide range of defense topics. So why is everyone so upset? Well, naturally, China doesn't support the agreement. In a statement, a spokesperson for the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of the People's Republic of China called the deal irresponsible and criticized the partnership for encouraging nuclear proliferation in the region. Perhaps less intuitively, France is also unsupportive. France had previously negotiated their own submarine deal with Australia, one that would have paid them $66 billion. With this new agreement between the US, UK, and Australia, that previous deal was torn up. Besides the huge sum of money that's now lost, the secrecy of the negotiations added an additional sore spot. France responded to the slight by recalling their ambassadors to both the United States and Australia, citing unacceptable behavior. France isn't the only country with concerns. All across Europe, the partnership has demonstrated that the United States may act independently of the European Union in crafting its foreign policy towards China. During the UN meeting in New York, EU officials supported France and compared Biden to former President Donald Trump, saying that the United States is continuing to disregard its allies and work unilaterally. So what's happening now? The United States and France, they seem to have smoothed things over. The two countries released a joint statement yesterday. Biden has spoken on the phone with French President Emmanuel Macron, where they agreed that the negotiations could have used more collaboration and planned an in-person meeting in Europe next month. But the diplomatic ramifications of the deal could continue for years. In an opinion piece for The Hill, Princeton professor emeritus Frank von Hippel wrote that the deal is a drastic departure from previous US policy. For decades, the United States has avoided supplying nuclear-powered submarines to any other countries. With this change in policy, Von Hippel warns that non-nuclear armed states might start trying to get them. It'll be interesting to see how the ramifications of this deal play out over the next few months and the coming years. Here in Princeton, look out for dreary weather today. Forecasts predict rain throughout the morning, then thunderstorms later in the afternoon. Highs will reach the upper 70s. That's all for Daybreak Today. Today's episode was written by Jack Anderson and produced under the 145th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, class of 2022. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Mark Dodici. Have a wonderful day.